Romeo Dubs is starring early in camp, but he doesn't have to be a star to make this offense work. And for him, it starts with proving he can play on the outside. Plus, we debunk a narrative that's out there about the Packers last season that I frankly did not even know existed, but we'll dig into it anyway. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Bob. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. We are the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All of your gambling needs taken care of in one place. Head to the website or use your mobile device to check out all the games and the action. Bet online where the game starts. And of course, thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. All right, preamble out of the way. We paid our bills. Now here we are. Let's talk about the fun stuff. We talked last week about Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. It is apparently pronounced. I've been saying dubs. Remember, I started saying dobs. Then I thought it was dobs. Then all of the pronunciations that I was hearing and reading were dubs. It turns out it's dobs. So that's what we're going with until we get corrected or unless we get new information. It's Romeo Dobbs. His ascension is important for reasons that go beyond the obvious. Clearly, having more good receivers is good for your offense. So I think that part is axiomatic. I don't need to explain, oh, hey, having a good player is good for you. No, duh, obviously. But it's it's particularly good because of how it relates to the other players on this team. In particular, Alan Lazard. Zach Cruz over at Packers Wire wrote about uh, the potential Jordy Nelson-like ascension for Al Lazard, a comparison that he did not pull out of thin air. It is a comparison Randall Cobb made. You look at the end of the 2010 season, Jordy Nelson all of a sudden came on like gangbusters, was huge in the playoffs, and then put together an incredible 2011 season. That was his breakout, his star turn season. And if you look at the end of last year, the last five games, almost 300 yards for Alan Lazard, five touchdowns. He was excellent in those games. Uh, and he's you know getting five catches a game. And that's with Devontae Adams on the field. So maybe Lazard can do that. But what I was thinking about was usage because Lazard is so good at being able to move around. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. He can play in line. He can play the F. He can play the H. He can play the X. He can play the Z. He can play He can play anywhere you want him to be. And in fact, more than half of Al Nazard's catches last year came from the slot. He is a power slot. And a lot of teams 
are using these power slots. The Rams signed Allen Robinson and said, we think he is a slot only player at this point in his career because he doesn't separate, had one of the lowest separation rates last year in the NFL. Alan Lazard had a much higher separation rate. In fact, had a higher separation rate than Mark Westvaldez Scantling, which I think is interesting given their differences in routes. Alan Lazard works a lot more underneath it in the middle of the field. MVS works much more over the top. And we think of him as someone who is speedy and can create separation over the top. Not always exactly what happened. What you want to be able to do is use Alan Lazard in all the places where he is best. And he is best. I don't want to say he's best in the slot, but he is best when you can play him heavy snaps in the slot. Well, last year, Devontae Adams had more than 40% of his targets from the slot. He played in the slot about 30% of the time. So about one in three snaps, he's playing in the slot. And on a lot of money downs, he was playing in the slot. Third and six, he's in the slot. Or second and nine, they've got him in a stack in the slot. Or he's in the bunch, not just lone, lone man on the outside, true X, and then you have the bunch to the other side. They use him all over the formation. Well, that's already how they use Alan Lazard. So in terms of being able to transition seamlessly to continue to, A, to use, continue to use Alan Lazard in all the ways he was already so effective. And, and he is like a tight end out there in, in the ability to block, to affect the run game as a, a blocker on the outside while also being a dangerous pass catcher. Zach Cruz pointed out that if you extrapolated 60 targets to 120 targets, you'd be looking at an 80-catch, 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown season for Al Lazard. Pretty, pretty good. And he's going to get more than 100 targets if he can stay healthy this year. I think he is going to be. If he stays healthy, if he plays 16, 17 games, he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. I just don't think there's any question in my mind about that. But you want to be able to use him in all the ways that make sense. Well, how much do you have to change the offense to make that happen? Well... Devontae Adams already played in the slot a bunch. Now, you don't have the Alan Lazard to compliment him. That's a much smaller problem, by the way, than having the Devontae Adams. You need to find the Devontae Adams. That's a much tougher thing. You can usually find the complimentary piece. Well, that's where Romeo Dobbs comes in. Because you need, in your lineup, multiple outside receiver. So I think it's safe to say that heading into heading into camp, before camp opened, before we got to see even more of Romeo Dobbs, although in the spring he had a very good camp, OTAs mini camp, not a lot we can learn from there, but but let's just say heading into training camp, we assumed Al Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, that's going to be your three-man group starting the year. And that's going to be sort of, you know, one, two, three on the depth chart. Whether they're one, two, three in targets, not the point. But that's your 11 personnel grouping, right? Well, if you want to play Alan Lazard 30, 35% of snaps in the slot, you need two outside receivers and Randall Cobb, not really that guy unless it's going to be in a bunch formation or something like that. Amari Rogers, certainly not going to be that guy. So that leaves. Just Sammy Watkins. Well, if Al Lazard is in the slot and Sammy Watkins is, let's say he's the X, you still need another boundary receiver. Enter Romeo Dobbs, enter Christian Watson, enter Juwan Winfrey. 
They need these outside guys. Randall Cobb is making the team. Amari Rodgers is making the team. And and look, Dobbs and Watson are making the team too. Along with Lazard and Watson. By the way, that's six already. We'll see what happens with Winfrey and, and Toure and, and the other options that they have. If you have Dobbs, now it makes it a lot easier for you to put Lazard in the slot. It makes it a lot easier for you to play a multi. It makes it a lot easier to have Sammy Watkins insurance, which you're, let's be honest, probably going to need. Having a boundary receiver that you can trust and that has talent, not just that you can trust, but can actually play because they trust Mercedes Lewis. But as a pass catcher, he just doesn't offer juice in the passing game the same way Big Bob Tunyon does. And the same way even Josiah DeGuara does, although... Mercedes Lewis, at this point in his career, is a better overall player because of what he provides for you as a blocker. I don't want to undercut at all what Mercedes Lewis brings to bear as a blocker in this offense. We've talked a lot about the geometry of this offense, making the pieces fit, finding ways to say, okay, if this, and it has to be built around the idea of this is what we want to do. And I thought Matt LaFleur gave a really uh, telling answer the other day. When he was asked, because of all the injuries up front, how do you tailor, and Sammy Watkins was, was not out there, and, and Big Bob Tunyon is recovering from an injury, he was asked, how do you tailor what you want to do and what you want to be, who you want to be, to injuries? And he said, well, we think of what the team is going to be like at the end of the year, when we hopefully have these guys back. And you start from there. And really, you start from this is a philosophy. This is who we want to be because of the personnel we have. But but philosophically, this is what we want to be. An outside zone team, play action, um, RPOs, and that's offensively who you want to be. It has to be built around then, for me at least, what the quarterback is good at. And for Rodgers, it is pre-snap diagnosis. It's post-snap diagnosis. And then it is... Making sure you're making the best decisions possible. Aaron Rodgers is a terrific decision maker. I think the best, most efficient decision maker in the history of the sport. You have to trust his ability to get his guys in the right places. Okay, now you need the pieces to fit. Who are the running backs that best complement what Aaron Rodgers wants to be? Well, You'd love to have two on the field because you'd love to have a run fake or at least a run option because they love to run those RPOs and then the option to go out to a running back on a a slip screen. Or you'd love to have running backs who can run those little Texas routes or those choice routes or halfback seams. Okay, now receivers. What do you need? Well, you need someone who can win quickly, preferably from the slot. Well, that's probably Randall Cobb. That's probably Amari Rodgers. We need to see that from anyone else. We need to see it. Because Alan Lazard is more of a build-up speed guy. He's not a quick twitch guy. Now, he can get open with his route running. But it's not really who he is. He's a boundary ball winner. He can be that true X. I think they can play, in fact, a little bit more traditionally with him when he's on the outside as an X. Go win on slants, on inbreakers, on sideline routes, back shoulder. We haven't, I mean, when was the last time you saw Alan Lazard catch a back shoulder fade from Aaron Rodgers? Have you ever seen? He likes to go up over top. Now, part of that is the way Lazard creates separation and and the way that corners play him. Well, then what do you need? You need speed. 
Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, that's why they brought those guys in. So the, the pieces all fit if Romeo Dubs is a reliable guy on the outside. And then after that, Christian Watson, gravy. It's gravy because you're probably not going to see either of those guys ascend this year. Now, Christian Watson has the ability, the talent, certainly, to play well enough to earn that top spot, to become by week 10 the number one receiver in this offense because his physical gifts are just that out there. Is that likely? No, but it's possible. If you have dubs, Dobbs, if you have Dobbs, <laughs> it's going to be a work in progress. You have Alan Lazard, you have Randall Cobb, you have these pieces. You need that other boundary guy to make this all work. And so getting someone like Dobbs is essential to making the pieces fit on this offense. All right, we're going to talk about a narrative that I don't know how it started, but we're going to, we're going to finish it. Before we get there, let's talk about Dave. Listen, we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we were a little tight on cash. Maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank. Or you got another save the date and you're wondering how you're possibly going to afford a gift along with the flight and whatever you're going to wear. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Well, now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. They can get you $500 instantly with extra cash. Extra cash. More money to fill up your tank, buy a wedding gift, or just catch up on bills. Sometimes that's all we need. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. And sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. So, Warren Sharp from Sharp Football Stats, which is, by the way, a website that I really like, that I use often, and I think, generally speaking, he says a lot of things that I find useful when I'm looking at the stats in, uh, you know, both a macro and micro way. But he put out a tweet, a little video tweet, about... The Packers last year and basically said they got lucky with quarterbacks. That they were 8-0 against in games against rookie quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, or injured quarterbacks. It's two games against Justin Fields. It's a game against Kyler Murray, which we'll get to it in a second. But like Kyler Murray got hurt during that game. And then the rest of the league played against injured Kyler the rest of the way. It's injured Baker Mayfield, which by the way, the whole league got to play against injured Baker Mayfield. Now, they played Tyler Huntley. They played Sean Mannion. Okay. Fine. Cool. They won all eight of those games. They went five and five in their other 10 games, including the playoff loss. And you look at that and you go, oh, well, it must be the case then when they played real quarterbacks, they must have struggled. Except in one of those losses of those one of those five, they absolutely put the clamps on Patrick Mahomes against Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs. One of those five, they destroyed Jimmy Garoppolo. 
I mean, it will it will go down as one of the worst games Jimmy Garoppolo has ever played. And yeah, okay, when when the game was on the line, they drove down and got the got a you know some points when they needed them. But the Packers should have won that game, no question. It was not the defense. You look at the EPA per play numbers; they're out of this. They're out of this world. They they beat the Rams handily. That game was not close in the fourth quarter. And the Rams scored some points late to make it a little bit more superficially uh, close. That game was not close. The Packers dominated that game from the jump. The Packers beat the Bengals with Joe Burrow, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl. And I don't know how you take anything away from what happened with Kyler Murray. Yes, Kyler Murray got hurt during that game. The Packers were winning that game for most of that game. And they were winning that game without Marquez Valdez-Scantling, without Devontae Adams, and without Alan Lazard. And, and that's not even to mention without David Bakhtiari, without Zadarius Smith. So if we're going to talk about injuries, let's talk about injuries. The thing that I, that I just don't like is when we take these, these hyper-specific examples and act like it is unique. The Packers played Justin Fields twice. That's true. Mac Jones started every game. No one complained that the Bills played Mac Jones. He was a rookie, but he was a better rookie than Justin Fields. Well, okay, but rookies are rookies. You don't know. No one complained that the Bills played Zach Wilson. I I just don't understand why we need to do that. Trevor Lawrence, Davis Mills. You play who's on your schedule. And by the way, the Packers won those games handily. You play who is in front of you. It's not their fault Sean Mannion played because Kirk Cousins had COVID. It's not their fault that Kyler Murray got hurt. Well, it's kind of their fault Kyler Murray got hurt during the game. But they, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat. And what's more, if you dig into those five losses... Only three of them happened with Aaron Rodgers. One of them was a shootout against the Vikings in Minnesota. One was week one in a game that resembled nothing like anything that happened the rest of the season. And one was a playoff game when it wasn't the defense. It was the offense and special teams that let the team down. So the idea that quarterback opponent was this like deceptive, bolstering, idea that this helped the Packers in some way. Jordan Love was one of those losses. The Detroit Lions in a week 18 game that the Packers were not trying to win. That's one of those losses. So at least do this right. In games that the Packers cared about winning with Aaron Rodgers, they were five and three against the non-rookie, non-backup, non-injured quarterbacks. But again, Everyone got to play injured Baker. Half the league got to play injured Kyler because he's always hurt. And the rookie quarterback thing is so stupid because every division had some backups. And it, it's also just like, okay, um, the, the teams in the NFC East didn't have to play backups, but they got to play Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Taylor Heineke, and whoever else was starting for Washington. Well, those are the starters. Those guys are not good. They're not good quarterbacks. 
So who cares if they're the starters? On the flip side, Mac Jones was a quality quarterback last year, but he's a rookie, so this doesn't count. I mean, ask the Pittsburgh Steelers what it was like to go against Justin Fields. Justin Fields played really well against them in that game. Trevor Lawrence beat the Colts in week 18 to keep them out of the playoffs. Ask the Colts what it was like to play a rookie in that game. And the Vikings got beat by a Cowboys team with a backup quarterback when they're in the midst of a playoff race. Just because it's a backup quarterback doesn't mean anything. By the way, the Packers gave the Chiefs all they could handle with Jordan Love at quarterback. That was a one-score game. And, and Jordan Love had a, had a chance to go get points late if the Packers could have gotten one stop at the end of that game against Patrick freaking Mahomes, by the way. So it's, it is silly that we have to do this. It is one of those things where, you know, I think stats are useful. I use them all the time. But, you know, I had someone say, oh, he's just it's just a stat. Well, no, it's being presented in a way to make a case for a thing that it does not make the case for. And it it conveniently leaves out the information that when the Packers were playing the good quarterbacks, they they won those games. So you can't say, oh, well, they got fat on a soft schedule and then they lost. No, no, they lost to Jameis Winston. They lost to Kirk Cousins. And they lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. In games that Aaron Rodgers started. Not exactly the creme de la creme. So this idea that, that oh, well, if they had just played better quarterbacks, they would have lost more games. No, no. They played Joe Burrow. They played Matt Stafford. They played Kyler Murray, who was an MVP candidate for the first half of the season. They played Jimmy Garoppolo. Playoff quarterback, playoff winner, Jimmy Garoppolo. They played Patrick Mahomes. And they played, the defense played really well in those games. So this is, this is one of those things where if, you, if you're just looking for reasons to say, okay, well, they're going to regress. Oh, I mean, I guess that's what you're saying, but that's, that's not what happened. You can't say, well, they won all these games. No, they just won all these games. They won all the games against all the teams. They, they lost very few games. In fact, they only lost two games in which they were trying to win with Aaron Rodgers. Think about that. So, yeah, pick any sample size. It's like, oh, well, look how many games the Packers won when the temperature was between 55 and 75. And then look at the games that they won when the temperature was between. It's just like, we you could just take any cohort and pick a bunch of games. They'll have won a bunch of them. And you can make it seem like, oh, this is a bad thing. When really... The truth is, they, they won a bunch of games. And what's funny about the 5-5 five and five bit is they have Jimmy Garoppolo. That, that includes Jimmy Garoppolo twice. By the way, the defense played great in that, in that game the second time. But you're also including a meaning, an actually meaningless game and a Jordan Love game. So, like, what are we even doing here? It doesn't, it just, it is, it is disingenuous at best and intentionally misleading at worst. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even 
golf. Golf has been really fun to bet on this summer. I have done it a lot um, and have uh, made some money. I made some money. Head to bet online or use your mobile device to learn more about the, the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in on the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, five days a week, just now two weeks or so away from Packers preseason game number one against the 49ers. A lot to happen between now and then. So keep it locked. Keep it locked here. That's what we do. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. To stay Locked on Packers.